Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 42 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Morningbrook Digital Consultancy. If you need help with your social media customer care crisis communication plan, Morningbrook Digital can help. Email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com today for more information. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Freeform Friday. We've made it all the way through the week. Yay! So exciting. And today we are going to talk about whatever we feel like because that's what we do on Freeform Friday. So today what we feel like talking about is crisis communications. And you're like, ah, why are we talking about this on a Friday? We're talking about it on a Friday so that you can have time to think it through over the weekend and for a few other reasons that we'll get to in just a second. But first, I want to remind you that the Socially Supportive Podcast is the official podcast partner of the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit that is happening at the Marriott Brooklyn Bridge, November 16th and the 17th. And I've got a coupon code for you. So if you've been waiting to register, now is the time to do it. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash insight, I-N-C-I-T-E. Go through the steps of registration. And then when it's time to put the coupon code in, use supportive, S-U-P-P-O-R-T-I-V-E. And that will get you $300 off the price of your registration. So come to this conference. All right, let's move on to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from John F. Kennedy, who said, The Chinese use two brush strokes to write the word crisis. One brush stroke stands for danger, the other for opportunity. In a crisis, be aware of the danger, but recognize the opportunity. And our book of the day is by Stephen Fink, and it's titled Crisis Communications, The Definitive Guide to Managing the Message. Highly recommend you check it out. So, Crisis Communications Plan. Again, you want to know why we're talking about this on Friday. First, like I said, it gives you the weekend to contemplate things. And then in the morning on Monday, you can come in fresh and start jotting some things down. We also just talked about including your crisis communication plan in your social care playbook on episode 41, social care playbook, which aired yesterday. And you need a crisis communication plan very quickly if you don't already have one. And if you already have a crisis communication communications plan, then this episode might give you just a few ideas about how to tweak and adjust your crisis plan to make it a little bit better. So let's talk about things we need to include in your crisis communications plan. I've laid out nine different subjects for us to talk about including in your crisis communications plan. Your company will have very specific needs, very specific items to consider in your crisis communications, but this will get us started thinking about an overall structure that we can use for crisis communications. 
communications. So the first thing to include in your crisis communications plan is key roles and contact information. This is critical. Depending on where you sit in an organization, you probably come with a set of assumptions about who will be in charge of what and who will make the final decision about what. And then when you go to those late night crisis communications calls, I don't know if you've been there. I've been there a bunch of times where you've got some sort of crisis that the social media customer care team is impacted and someone needs to decide, are we going to say something? If we're going to say something, what should we say? Are we going to say it first or are we just going to respond to customers? And how do we even know when this is over? There has to be one person at the end that takes responsibility for making this decision. And when I say one person, it's probably going to be someone at a VP level that is coming and saying for one particular department, yes, we will or no, we won't. And depending on your organization, the final say so about whether you go out and post something proactive may or may not lie in the social media customer care organization. It may lie in the marketing organization. It may lie in the legal organization. These are things that we want to make sure we know before we go into a crisis situation. So I recommend that you get together with all of the different players in your organization and figure out who's going to be in charge of all these different things. If you want a list that's fairly comprehensive of different departments and alliances that you should be working on in social media customer care, refer back to episode 12, Strategic Internal Alliances, and that will give you a pretty comprehensive list of the different departments that you might need to have included that you may not be thinking about. So in these key roles and contact information that you want to be including, make sure that you have the names, cell phone numbers, email addresses, area of responsibility, and authority structure, not only for your social media customer care team, but also for all of these aligned departments that sit around you, because all of those departments will need to be consulted, informed something when you're making these decisions. The second thing to include in your crisis communications plan are relevant policies. If you have policies in your organization that are relevant to the decisions you'll be making around social media customer care crisis planning, have those included in your crisis communications plan for easy use and make sure that they stay updated. Best way to stay updated with these, as we talked about in episode 41, Social Care Playbook, is to make sure that it is electronic and accessible by not only your department, but other departments as well. So some relevant policies could be your human resources policy in terms of what people can and can't say on social media properties as employees or as representatives of your organization. And then also aligned with that, you may want to have your social media policy handy too. You may want to have your legal team involved, whatever policies you have that are relevant to your company and how you will or will not behave in a crisis should be included so that as you're making decisions, you make sure that you are consulting these policies prior to making decisions. Again, sometimes these things happen. I don't know why the crisis 
crises always happen after hours. They just tend to do that. So it's late at night or it's very early in the morning and you're trying to make these decisions. You may be at home. You may be away from your desk. You want to have as much material quickly at your fingertips as you can to help inform your decisions. The third of nine things to include in your crisis communication plan is the definition of a crisis. This sounds like you should already know this again, and you can make assumptions about what a crisis is or is not. But lots of people in different departments have a different idea of what a crisis is right at the point in time that the crisis happens. So having a predefined understanding of what your corporation considers a crisis is very helpful. So you could have several different definitions of a crisis that are all operating at the same time. And you'll want to make sure that you think through all of the different scenarios possible beforehand. So for example, maybe from a social media customer care perspective, you would determine that a crisis is a certain number of posts that happen within a certain amount of time inside of a certain area. Or you might define a crisis as any time there is a total system failure for your organization. If we use our national chewing gum company for an example, we can refer back to the example that we used where I said the assembly line was going to be shut down and no deliveries would be made for a period of three weeks. That would be considered a crisis. Another crisis definition could be a natural disaster that reaches some threshold. So again, maybe there's a natural disaster that's impacting, you know, X number of states or X number of consumers, or there's some critical mass that will have to be attained before everyone will get together and agree that this is a crisis situation. Another definition of crisis could be if there is some sort of of public relations event that has happened that is very unfortunate involving your company. I refer back to my public affairs training when we talked about public relations case studies, looking at Firestone tires failing, looking at uh, product recalls, some of these types of crises would be considered a crisis at your organization. For example, if National Chewing Gum Company put out their tutti fruity flavor of gum and there was something wrong with it and they had to recall many cases of this gum, you would want to invoke your crisis communications plan to make sure that the right information got from your organization out to consumers and impacted parties so that they could have the information available that they needed to give to these consumers. The fourth thing that you want to include in your crisis communication plan are teams for your RACI. We talked about this just a little bit earlier. And again, I'll refer to episode 12, Strategic Internal Alliances, so you can get a comprehensive list of departments. But by RACI, I refer to the acronym you're probably familiar with, Responsible, Accountable, Consulted, and Informed. As the customer care social media team and as a part of a larger crisis communications team, you need to understand which departments need to be responsible to do something, which departments are accountable to having something done, which departments need to be consulted, and which departments need to be informed. Having this matrix available in your crisis communications plan will help you make decisions much more quickly. Some departments, for example, would be your 
call center operations team. If you decide, for example, to put out a proactive post on social media about National Chewing Gum Company's uh, recall of their Tutti Frutti gum flavor, then you'll want to let call center operations know, for example, because they might notice an increase in calls about the social media post. And you might want to provide them with the verbiage that you're using on that proactive post, for example. Legal probably needs to be consulted prior to you making a decision about a proactive post, especially if there are some sort of legal implications. If there's a recall, if there's certain amount of culpability on the part of the company, you want to make sure that you ask your legal team if you should respond. And then you also want to ask them how they would like you to respond and make sure that the verbiage you're using is approved by your legal team. The next team that could be included in your RACI document would be marketing. You want to make sure that marketing knows whether you're putting something out. Even in a customer service situation, if you're simply putting out a proactive post to say that there is a problem with your chewing gum line and it needs to be shut down so that you can lessen the number of calls coming into your call center, make sure that your marketing team knows about that for two reasons. Number one, if marketing is in charge of your proactive posting on social media, they need to know, maybe they need to stop any advertisements that are going out proactively in that area where that stoppage is because you don't want to be advertising Tutti Frutti gum in an area where it's now not going to be available. That causes a lot of trouble. So make sure marketing knows so that they can stop any advertising that might already be out there and so that they know uh, what it is that you're saying to the public in the area where they're marketing. Also, of course, want to let public affairs know. Public affairs is generally in charge of your brand image and how your company looks to the public at large. In my experience, the public affairs team is right on point when there's some sort of crisis going on and they're usually taking charge of many of those communications that are going out. You want to make sure you're locked up with public affairs and not saying anything that they don't want you to say either. You also want to let your tech support team know just so that they can be aware. Your field services team, you want to make sure that if you have people that are in the field doing things, your field operations team, if you deliver things different places, they should know what's happening and what you're saying so that if they come face to face in contact with customers, they'll be aware and know what to say. Also, your web services team should be alerted. If you have a website and there's a team of people who are helping to keep your website updated, if you've got a crisis happening, you'll want to keep them informed. They may be able to help you by putting up some sort of landing page where you can inform customers about what's happening. They might be able to tell you how many people have visited a particular web page looking for information about a particular thing. You need to keep in touch with them. Also, your product team. For example, if Tutti Fruity Gum is having some sort of recall, the product team needs to be aware so that they can understand what's happening and why. Get that information back to your product team. Again, that is not an exhaustive list of who should be responsible, accountable, consulted, or informed, but those are different departments that you could think about. Remember that even though you're in time of crisis, your executive leadership team really needs to know what's happening. So in your crisis communications, you should include some plan and cadence as to when you're going to be reporting 
reporting back to your executive team to let them know where you are with your crisis. Step five of nine for your crisis communications plan would be steps for activating this crisis team. So now that you've defined key roles and contact information in step one, you've located relevant policy information in step two, you've defined what a crisis is, and then in step four, you decided who's responsible, accountable, consulted, and informed, you'll want to know what steps should be taken and by whom to activate this crisis team. So now that you know when this happens, then we need to activate the crisis team, this being what's the definition of a crisis. Now you need to know, for example, you can say for step one, whoever notices the crisis should call the crisis team captain. And then step two could be that the team captain of the crisis team starts an emergency telephone bridge and alerts impacted parties via whatever method you deem appropriate. Maybe you're texting people, maybe you have some sort of system like a messaging system that you use at your company. However, you're going to get the word out, you're going to make sure that those alerts are sent out to the members of this crisis communications team, the people who are on call and the responsible parties report out on the current state for their given situation. So as the customer care social media team, you would say, well, what we've seen on social media is this number of posts in this amount of time, and people are saying these words, and it seems like their sentiment is, you know, either neutral, negative, positive, whatever it is at that moment in time. Then once you've all reported on current state, you make decisions, and you follow the process flows for those decisions. What do I mean by that? Well, once you get the current state of affairs, a decision will be made whether you need to proceed with your crisis communications plan or whether you should back down and just go business as usual. Maybe it has decided that you've invoked the crisis team, but now everything seems to be calming down, so you should be fine. However it goes, you'll make a decision, and whatever decision you make, you'll follow those process flows. And then you need to make sure that the cadence of internal and external updates are followed at that point in time. So when are you going to notify your internal executive team? When will you notify your internal team members? When will you post out your external updates to consumers and customers and news organizations? Then step six, you'll want to include in your crisis plan process flows that we just referred to for each channel. And it could be different for Facebook or Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, all of these channels function differently. So you want to make sure that you know these things for each channel. Will you post proactively? And by proactively, I mean, do you put out a communication on purpose to your consumers to let them know what's happening? If you decide that you will post proactively, who's going to be the, de the final decision maker on that? Do you have to wait for your senior vice president of customer care to give the authorization to make that public proactive post? Does it really come from legal and you have to wait for your legal team to say it's okay to post proactively? Maybe if it's not a global or a nationwide crisis that you're talking about, maybe it's a particular region that has to make that decision. Those are decisions that were made back when we were talking about key roles and contact information in that authority structure phase. You also want to know who's going to be updating the post, at what cadence are you going to be reporting to consumers, who is going to create the 
required messaging that will be used and who is going to approve the required messaging. You also want to know who's pushing these out. Social media customer care teams may or may not have access to the tools that are used for proactively posting out information. You may use a different tool to proactively push than you do for just receiving in and responding to in an engagement fashion. The seventh thing to include of nine are your response guidelines. We'll get into responding in a crisis in more detail on a later episode, but at a high level, you want to determine whether you should respond to particular posts at all and how quickly you want to try to respond to those. What verbiage will you use in your response? And then you want to make sure the verbiage that you're going to be using to respond, does that need to be approved before it's sent out? Or can the agents just use some sort of pre-approved messaging? And you'll need to let your agents know when they should take conversations offline and when they can go ahead and keep those conversations online. Step eight is determining the end of the crisis. Very important. Don't forget this step. If you have publicly posted that you are in a crisis situation, then you should publicly post when the crisis comes to an end. If you did not publicly post that in the beginning, you may not need to publicly post that at the end. But you want to let folks know that you are back to business as usual when that time happens. And step nine, our final step is to make sure that an after action review is conducted so that you can learn from things that didn't go exactly as you wanted them to what your opportunities are. So you want to put in your crisis plan who's in charge of after action reviews and what do you cover in your after action review. All right, I want to say if you have a job opening or you're looking for a spot, email me at frankie at socially supportive.com and I'll match perfect person with perfect position. Also, if there's someone that you want me to have on the show so you can find out how they're doing such a great job with their social media customer care, email me their information at frankie at socially supportive.com and I'll reach out to them and see if we can get them on the show. All right, that's what I've got for you today. I hope you have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday where we will be talking about numbers and reporting and all things that we discuss on Manic Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time and even after next time, this is Frankie Soche. Have a great weekend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.